Good morning, church. How are you? Good, good. All right, let me make it quick. I think um, I'm used to get uh, 30 minutes. Now they give me five hours, so we're good. Uh, no, it's a joke. 15 minutes, it's really quick. Uh, but it's, it's good to see people getting baptized. I remember that day. And uh, it was a really, really a good, a good day. Uh, there's a testimony. Hopefully we get to it one at the end of the service, or maybe toward my, the end of my uh, message to share today, but it, it's, it's a great decision to make. So I, I wish sometimes that, I mean, I wish the Bible would allow you to get to do it like as often as you felt like. <laughs> I will go every year. Um, amen. So let's jump in the book of John chapter 9, verse uh, 1. It's going to be a little bit of reading, but uh, uh, I think it will, it will be better that way rather than me just saying things before we read them. It's a story that we already know, we already heard, that Jesus healing the blind man. Uh, the first one, he says, as he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciple asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this, uh, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor parents sinned, Jesus said. But the, this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him as long, uh, in him. As long as he is day. We must do the work of him who sent me. Night is, night is coming when no one can work. While I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. After saying this, he spilled on the ground, made some mud with saliva, and put it on the man's, on the man's eye. Go, to him, uh, go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam. Uh, so the man went and, and washed and came home seeing. His neighbor and those who had, that's, that's where it started getting interesting. His neighbors and those who, who had, Formerly seen him begging, ask, begging asked, isn't this the, ma the same man who used to sit and beg? Some claimed that he was. Others said, no, he only looks like him, but himself insisted, I am the man. How then were, you, were your eyes open, they asked. He replied, the man they called Jesus made some mud and put it on my eyes. Or put on my eyes. He told me to go to Siloam and washed. So I went and washed and then I, I, I could see. Where is this man? They asked him. I don't know, he said. The 13 said the, the, they brought to the Pharisees the man who had been blind. Now the day of which Jesus had made the, the mud and opened the man's eye was, was a Sabbath. Therefore the Pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight. He put the mud on my eyes, the man replied, I, and I washed and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But the other asked, now there is a split among them, how can a sinner perform such things, such signs? So they were divided. Then they turned the turn again to the blind man. What have, you, what, have, what, have you, what have you to say about him? It was your eyes he opened? The man replied, he is a prophet. They still did not believe that he had, he, had, he had been blind and had received his sight until they sent, for the, uh, they, they sent for the man's parents. Is this your son? They asked. Is this the one you, uh, you say was born blind? How is it that now he can see? Then the parents went on. We know he is our son, the parents answered. And we know he was, blind. he was born blind. But how he came, he can see now, or who opened his eye, we don't know. Ask, um, ask him. He's of age. He will speak for himself. 
His parents say this because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders who already had decided that anyone who acknowledged that Jesus was the Messiah would be put, on, uh, put out of the synagogue. That was why the parents said, he's of age, ask him. A second time, they summoned the man who had been blind, give glory, uh, who had been blind, and they told him, give glory to God by telling the truth, they said. We know this man is a sinner. He replied, Where is he, whether he's a sinner or not, I do not know. One thing I do know, I was blind, but now I can see. Then they asked him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered, I told you already and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear, to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciple too? Then they hurriedly insults uh, at him and said, you are... You are this fellow's disciple. We are disciple of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses, but as for this fellow, we don't even know where he comes from. The man answered, oh, now that's remarkable. You don't know where he comes from, yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners. He listened to, God, to godly person who does his will. Nobody has ever heard or opened the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could not do nothing. To this they reply, you were steeped in sin, birth, uh, sin at, birth, at birth. How dare you lecture us? And they threw him out. Amen. Hallelujah. What an interesting story, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure this is not your first time, but, but I just, it's, it's, it's interesting how uh, this conversation went. And, and, and um, I'm not so good, I think you already know I'm giving message titles, but I think Edita and the team are really, really good at coming up with some of these nice titles. When I, when I look at the video, I was like, wow, yeah, I should have said that. Uh, but basically, I want to talk to you about three things, uh, or, or, or three ways we can get to know God. There are three ways you can know to, go, to know God. The first way is knowing God by hearing God. And I think we heard some testimony here. People who heard and, and you know, they were told uh, about God. And the second way is uh, witnessing God. Seeing what God has done in somebody else's life. Not necessarily my life. Beside that, I've heard of God. But I also see God's work in somebody's life. And I witness. That's the word witnessing. That means you, you are not part of the process, but you saw the process. We saw what happened. And the third word. Uh, way of knowing God, which is the way that we're going to be um, focusing uh, uh, and, uh, for this message, is experiencing God. That's the third way that you can know God. And in this story, we see uh, these things in here. Uh, so we, we see the neighbors or people who knew this gentleman since he was born as a blind man. We see his parents uh, who also knew him as a blind man. I don't know exactly his age. Uh, the Bible says he was at age. I didn't really honestly have the time to look at it, uh, to look it up and see how old he was, but old enough to speak for himself. Probably maybe 21 or 18 since it's the age of freedom in America, right? Um, not in Africa. You are not free until you get out of your, your father's house. It doesn't matter how old you are. <laughs> you can still say, sit down and you sit down. <laughs> Amen. Um, anyway, so uh, let's, let's give him 1821. Um, so, and, and we have the Pharisees who were also there, who, who came up with this argument, trying to argue that he was not really healed by God. So, uh, and, and let's, let's break, down, break it down and start by the, the first way. Uh, so that's the timer, cool. Um, where the first way is by knowing God, you know, a hearing of God. People know God because they've heard of him. They may not necessarily have seen what he has done or God doing something in their life, but they heard of him. Everybody have heard of God. And, and when Jesus said that, you know, go to, uh, take the word to the end of the words, uh, to the end of the earth until, you know, the last person uh, knows of him. 
It's, it's knowing of Jesus, no knowing of God. Everybody at some point, they may not be the God you, you pray or God of Israel, but there's some sort of God that somebody knows and, and, and they came to be aware because somebody told them. Um, and, and, and so that's one way. The, the problem with that way of knowing God that way, yes, you know God because you've heard him, but you don't have an experience. And we'll see why that's not, that, it's not a good way to know God or, 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 or anything else. Uh, the second way is by witnessing God. And when we're talking about witnessing, I want you to think about the parents of this gentleman and the neighbors who witnessed God's uh, work. Uh, you know, the neighbors knew this gentleman as a blind when he was born and as he was growing up as a blind man. And then all of a sudden they meet on the street, this person is seeing. And they ask him, what happened to you? And then he told them what God has done in his life. And that brings me to the point of saying, uh, you know, uh, you, you owe to everybody. When God does something in your life, you owe it to everybody to share what God has done in your life. These people are not asking, like these Pharisees who are trying to argue or, or go against what God has done in, this, in the life of this, this gentleman, but he, he, they were asking genuinely because they want to know. And, and when he told them what, what God has done for, uh, to him, they said, where is, where is this man? Not to go make an argument like the Pharisees did, but because they also want to know. They want to experience, not just hear of Jesus, but they want to go and, 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 and know or maybe receive their part as well. So every, every time God does something in your life, uh, you owe it to everybody to share what God has done so that they can witness the goodness of, of, of God. Amen. So it's important. And, and, and I've heard people who say, well, you know, I don't go to church because I, it's not necessary. I, I fall online or, or, or they come up with all these good reasons that they think they don't need to come to church. No, you do. You owe it to God. If God, if you recognize that God has done something in you, you owe it to God to come to church, to participate. Part of the reason we come to church is not just to sing and worship and jump and go and hear the word of God, but also to share what God has done for our life so that others can be a witness for it. We can witness what God has done for, uh, in our life. Before you can just cancel church or think you don't need the church, you do need the church. God wants you to be in church. God wants you to be in church so that you can share what he has done in your life. Amen. And, 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 and without delaying, let's jump on the third one, which is the most important, is by knowing God, experience, with experience. But before I get there, I want to also talk about the parents. These parents knew these children, this child, I mean, as a blind person, since he was born, he was a child. And it, it, it was very surprising and very interesting to me, the fact that they did, they did not deny that God did not heal him. They said, well, we know he was born uh, as a blind, and we know he can see today. But uh, what happened uh, and, and who did it, do not ask us. Go and tell, uh, ask himself. He's going to tell you. You know, it's, it's very kind of sad uh, that the parents... I'm pretty sure the child told to them what happened. It's not like it's the news that they heard from the neighborhood. Say, oh, we heard that our, child, our son can see right now. We look forward to see him when he, he, he can actually see. Uh, I'm seeing him being able to see. No, they saw the son. I'm pretty sure they, have a, they had a conversation what happened because the whole neighborhood apparently came to know. And he was, he was not hiding. He was saying it. But because they did not have experience with God, they did not have the courage the power and the strength to speak out about what God has done in the life of their son. The Bible says they were afraid of the Pharisees. And we see the consequence of this, the, the, knowing God by just witnessing God through everything that God does outside of you. 
And so, and, 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 and let's jump to the, to the you know, and, and even when the Pharisee came by themselves, you know, if I was those parents before I responded to those Pharisees, I would have punched them first. <laughs> and by the time they're trying to figure out how many tooth they just lost, that's when I tell, oh, this is what happened. How dare you? My son was born blind. He grew up blind. Everybody knows. And you know it. You've heard it. They told you. Now you're questioning if he was actually born blind. <laughs> Unfortunately, the parents was like also scared. That's what you get when you know God just by witnessing God through other people, through other channels. But it never exp uh, happened to you personally. You never experienced God personally to you. You can deny the power of God when you're actually aware of it and you see it. You have a, 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 a testimony you have or you have um, proof of it, but you can deny it. And the third way, which is the most important way, is knowing God by experiencing God. And this is what happened to this gentleman. He experienced the presence of God. He experienced the power of God. He experienced the anointing of God, the miracle of God, personally in his life. He was not told. As a matter of fact, this guy didn't even know Jesus. And they asked him, who did that? I said, well, I don't know this guy. And later on, if you continue reading uh, the chapter, he met with Jesus again and didn't even recognize. They said, well, where is he? Who did that to me? Where is he? They said, well, actually, he's in front of you and he's speaking to you. And they said, okay, I believe right now. So they, he didn't know God. He didn't know like, who Jesus was. But he experienced God. And therefore, this gentleman stood on his ground. When the Pharisee came to ask him, trying to question him to make, to show, to make sure they doubt, that he doubts about what happened to him, he stands his ground. And he said, no, you cannot convince me, first of all, that I was not blind, because I was. Second, you cannot convince me that Jesus is not the one who did it. He is the one. And this is what happened. They keep on pushing, but he really stood, he stood his ground and, and, and pushed them off. Hallelujah. So experience God is the highest way you can know God. It's the better way of knowing God. Moses experienced God with the burning bush. That's why he was not afraid to go back to, uh, to Egypt when God told him to go bring his people out of Egypt. Even if his record in Egypt was not good, he left as a murderer who murdered somebody and ran away. But because he experienced God, when God asked him to go there, he went and he delivered. He was not afraid because of who he saw. But if it was just somebody in the neighborhood who said, hey, I know the story of your people. Go back and, and, and get them out of there. I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have not got, gone there to do that. But because he experienced God with person, personally in his life, he was not afraid. Maybe that's why sometimes we, are, we, we can't go back where we were, where we used to live, the life we used to live to those people. We heard a lot of testimonies about people who were doing drugs and whatnot. And, and, and when we experience God, we have the courage, we have the power, we have the strength to go back and tell them what happened to us so that they, we can come, they can come back out of that one. But we, we, can, we, can, we can only have that strength, that power, and the courage to do so when we experience God, but not necessarily when you witnessed God or when you just have heard of God. Hallelujah. We need to know God by experiencing God. It's the most important thing that we have to do in our lives. And there is no way to experience God if there is no challenges in our lives. For those who are so scared and afraid of challenges in our lives, 
That's the only way we can experience God. And not only that's the only way we can experience uh, God, but also that's the most uh, guaranteed way. That's when the challenge comes, we'll stand the challenge and we're not going to give up, we're not going to give in, but we'll deliver and we'll stand and we'll get the victory that God has prepared for us to get. It's only when we experience God. I mean, there are different ways challenges can be solved in this world. There is technology, there is knowledge, there is science, there is medicine. That challenge can be solved. It doesn't have necessary to go through God. Okay, I give you that, maybe, right? But when it comes through God, experiencing God through your challenge, you become a different person. This gentleman, he didn't know much, but he had a standoff with these Pharisees. And they got mad and said, oh, you, you, you were born in sin. Now you're trying to lecture us. Not because this guy had a doctorate in, in, in theology. Not because this guy had a, 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 a special education. He's, he's been in ministry for so long. No, he was just a born again, maybe a day or, or, or less than a day. But he was really standing off against those who are trying to doubt. So that brings me to my point of saying, when we experience God, when we have experienced God, as we close, when we have experienced God, there is nothing that can limit you from serving God. There is nothing that can hold you back from testifying about God. There is nothing that can hold you back from speaking of God. Wherever you are, your business cannot be an excuse. Your education cannot be an excuse. Your career cannot be an excuse. This gentleman literally knew nothing, knew, didn't know even who healed him, but he was a, a witnessing, he's standing off against the Pharisees of the, who knew the law and the religion to the highest level, but he was standing against with no experience. But what made him do that is the experience he had with, personally with God. That's why I'm calling you this morning and challenging you to look at yourselves and, and, and myself as well. How do I know God? Do I know God because at home they've been speaking of God? Or I grew up in a family that's Christian? Or do I know God because I've witnessed, I've seen God done, done things in people around me? Or do I know God because I've experienced God? Because it makes a difference. Your life as a Christian life, it becomes more enjoyable. It becomes more fun. When you experience God, but when you only just hearing God or witnessing God around you, Christian life can be boring, can be tough, and it's easy to walk away. It's easy to compromise when challenges are coming. Daniel didn't compromise. Not because he thought being eaten by lion was something fun, but because he experienced God, he did not compromise to his standing. Hallelujah. Especially for those who just got baptized. Welcome to the world of challenge now. Now you are on the spotlight of the enemy. Remember Jesus after he got baptized, then he went to the wilderness and that whole thing started. You want to face challenges that you never faced before in your life. But, uh, and, and those challenges are not going to be just unique to you. It's going to be to everybody. But the only thing that will make a difference, that will make you stand, is how much experience have you gotten from God. How much God has gone through you. How much God has done with you personally. Not just somebody else you've seen but through you. Hallelujah. If we can all stand up. As we pray, I just want you to reflect on how do you, how do I know God? Which one of the three ways? And if it's the experience part, 
that's great. One of the things this church did for me is the fact that when I came to this church, I was capped. I was in a place where I couldn't feel like I can go further than I went now. I needed and wanted to know God more. But there is no platform, at least the churches that I've been around. But one of the biggest things this church has given to me, it was the, you know, that it, broke off, it broke, broke off the seal that I felt like in my spiritual life, experiencing God in a different level. And I, or, or I, and I will forever be grateful for the people God has rose in, in this church for me to get there. This world, you know, Jesus started by saying, there will be time where you won't be able to work. If you keep on just going through challenges of life, through other ways, but experiencing with God, it will be time that's not going to work anymore. And God will separate things or challenges will just put people aside. Those who are for God for real and those who are not. Those who have been faking it and those who have been there for real. Those who have been just going by, going by, and those who actually really agree to submerge all the way full in. The world is coming. The time is coming. Where those who are now going through experience God are going to be put on the side. So this is the time for you and I to get that time, to get that thing going on. Where I get challenged with God. Where I go through challenges. Coming in, serve. The church needs some people to serve. That's one of the ways you can get challenged by God and grow. And become something of transformed by God. Hallelujah. Let's now pray in our hearts. Open your mouth as well and pray. Say, God, I want to know you more. I don't know. You know where you are. You know which way you've been knowing God. And, but you know what's the proper way. It's by experience God. Wherever that's your fear of, you know, just give it to God. Give it all. Say, God, please take my heart. Take my life. Take my business. Take everything. I want to know you through experience. I don't want to just keep continuing to know you through witnessing what you've done through others or by what you, 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 I would have heard you doing through others. But remember that the, the experience of God comes with challenge. So say, God, I'm open up for challenge. I'm opening up for challenge. Come challenge me. Come challenge my personality. Challenge my behavior. Challenge my attitude. Challenge my situation. Challenge me because I want to know you through challenge. I want to know you through experience. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for your goodness, for your kindness, for your ways that you have set, set Lord, Father, for us to know you. There are so different ways, Lord, Father, three ways that we've just learned that we can know you, Lord. But the best way and the most standing way, the more guaranteed way is knowing you by experiencing you, experiencing your hand, experience your presence, experience your power, experience Lord Father, your goodness Lord. But that experience does not just come just like that. It comes with challenge. This gentleman had to be born blind and grow up as a, grew up as a blind person. And then you came through that challenge Lord. And he got to know you. Father, we pray. For those who are just standing on the sidelines, they don't want to get involved. They just want to be a Sunday Christian, Lord. They just want to be a Christian who just lay low. Father, we pray so that you can challenge them to get to know you by experiencing you. Because once we experience you, there is no way we can stay sitting. There is no way we can stay on the sidelines. Instead, we get involved. We get our hands, our dirty, our life dirty. And we, 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 we come out with the victory. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name and we pray. Amen.